folks. Welcome to Pickaxe and Roll, brought to you by Superbook Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Blackburn, at NBA Blackburn on Twitter. Part of the Mile High Sports Podcast Network, and I am excited to discuss this Denver Nuggets win as the Nuggets defeat the Portland Trailblazers final score, 120 to 107. This was a good win for Denver. This was one where they only actually won one. Oh, no, they won two quarters. They won the first quarter. They won the third quarter. Tied the fourth quarter, lost the second quarter by a lot. Uh, and it felt like they were kind of messing around for a little bit, not necessarily all the way uh, focused. Not Maybe not focused is the wrong word because I think the Blazers just played pretty well at the beginning. And then into halftime, Denver kind of let go of the rope there. But coming out of the third quarter, you saw a little bit of extra verve, a little bit of extra defense. The Nuggets allowed just eight points. Through the fir- or I think it was seven points through the first eight minutes of that third quarter. And the starting lineup was out there the entire time. That lineup really showed some uh, very strong defensive chemistry where they played really well together, moved, the, moved together as a team really well, rebounded the basketball. The Blazers did grab 13 offensive rebounds in this game. Uh, Denver actually lost the rebounding battle. 43 to 38. It's the first time in a while where Denver's actually shot the ball well, where they've lost the rebounding battle. So kind of interesting to think about, but still think that Denver played well overall and they didn't give up a ton of second chance points. That's what I did notice was that anytime they did give up one of those offensive rebounds for the most part, it was pretty well stopped. And that's an exciting thing for Denver. They've been focused they got their guys back, and it sort of feels like Denver's uh, knock on wood here turned a little bit of a corner, and that's an exciting thing. Denver's up to twenty and eleven right now, and who knows? Maybe this is the start of a run. Maybe this is the start of something where Denver, because of how heavy their home schedule is right now, they might be able to rattle off some wins and. It can all come crashing down in the next game, don't get me wrong, but it feels like Denver found something here. On this podcast, we're going to discuss the return of Michael Porter Jr., the play of the starters, who didn't necessarily start the game well, but finished the game well, that's for sure. And then the bench. Everybody tonight was a positive. Everybody had a positive plus minus tonight. So there's a lot to be excited about for just about every single player. That's an exciting thing. Let's start with the starters. Let's go first to Nikola Jokic, the man in the middle. A ho-hum 29 points, 11 assists, 8 rebound night, 2 steals. Only a plus 8 tonight. I don't think he necessarily defended the Lillard-Nurkic pick and roll as well as he probably could have. There were some opportunities where Lillard got to the free throw line where I think the Nuggets were kind of scared to foul him. And they were right to be scared to foul him because... Damian Lillard was lobbying for calls the entire night and was absolutely in the referee's ear from beginning of the game to the end of the game. And the Blazers shot just as many free throws as the Nuggets, but it seems like there were not a lot of happy Blazers fans out there with regard to the whistle. Uh, But Jokic specifically, he wasn't perfect in this game. He missed nine shots, which Oh my gosh, feels like the the sky is falling when he does that. Did miss another three free throws, only went five of eight at the line. But only had two turnovers. 
11 assists. That's a really good ratio. And was just very much in control when he wanted to be. He got Yusuf Nurkic into foul trouble, fouled him out with like seven minutes to go in the game. And poor Drew Eubanks just had the time of his life out there trying to deal with Nikola Jokic, whether he's in the post, on the move, uh, operating at the top of the key. Just one of those games where Jokic was very much in control and fully confident in himself to the point where when that fourth quarter came around and Denver was kind of still, it was about a 10-point game at that point, maybe single digits really briefly, Jokic just took over and it did not matter one bit what the Blazers were going to do. Single coverage, double coverage, Jokic had an answer for everything and finished with 11 assists, had a nice kind of uh, alternative take on a songboard shuffle. That was a pretty cool play where he kind of reverse pivots into a step back. It wasn't necessarily your normal songboard though, even when he's turned around from the post. He kind of turned around the other direction and kind of took what was closer to a Dirk fade, but more so did it with two legs on the ground. Uh, Overall, just a great game from him. Started off the game a little bit slow from a shooting touch perspective and probably could have played a little bit better defense on Lillard. But 29, 8, and 11 with two steals and only two turnovers, hard to argue with that. Did it on 36 minutes too. There's Jamal Murray, who had probably the best statistical game of his season so far. Uh, There have been some other games where he's had high point totals, high assist totals, but I don't think there's been anything close to really what he had tonight. 39 minutes, that's in and of itself a really interesting marker right there. 25 points, 9 of 17 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3, only 4 of 6 from the line. The Nuggets had some problems from the free throw line tonight. I'm glad it didn't burn them. They got to the free throw line 26 times, but missed 10 of those free throws. So they nearly shot as high of a percentage from the field as they did from the free throw line. That is uh, that is an interesting number. But Jamal, specifically, 9 of 17, 3 of 5 from 3, 4 of 6 from the line, 12 assists on this night. And he had 10 of those assists, or he had 9 going into halftime, had 3 in the second half but was just very much in control. And there were some good moments in the first half. He controlled a lot of what the starters in the second unit did when he was rotated in there. I'll talk about that a little bit in the next segment, but certainly felt like he was in much better control and had a little bit better of a pace than he did in previous games. Seems like the time off helped him a little bit. Said post-game that he didn't feel as much pain in his knee. And that was a big reason why he had as much success tonight as he did. And perhaps a kind of a caveat to some of the reasons why he doesn't necessarily play well in other games. When he's got pain, that's obviously a tough thing to deal with. But plus 20 tonight in his 39 minutes. Also added two steals. Only had three turnovers. Was kind of stumbling a little bit tonight. Slipping a little bit. Not necessarily his most coordinated game, but he had some really flashy passes, had a couple step back threes. It was a good game. And eight rebounds tonight. And oh, by the way, for whatever reason, Jeremy Grant was going at him in the post pretty consistently. 
And I have, for the life of me, I just do not know why. There were four or five opportunities across the game where Grant got Murray switched on to him and he went to the post. I don't think he had any success on any of those plays, whether it was an assist or a basket or drawing fouls or anything like that. Pretty sure Grant was stonewalled pretty much every single time. And he had a minus 10 on the night, Jeremy Grant did, and he was still 7 of 13 from the field, 3 of 6 from 3, but I feel like the vast majority of those misses and maybe one or one or two of those turnovers were when Jamal was defending him in the post. It's kind of weird. Definitely, definitely weird, but I mean, look, that's probably Jamal's best defensive skill right now. And with him playing the way that he did defensively, he got a DPOG chain from the from Coach Malone tonight. When he plays like that, Denver's capable of throwing out the starting lineup and getting good defense and great offense. When he's not playing good defense, then nights like tonight where you have Lillard out there, you have Anthony Simons out there, you probably have to play more of Bruce Brown and more of Christian Brown, who didn't play tonight. Uh, Instead, Denver was able to go with a great offensive group for most of the night, and that really benefited them. They had great offensive players play good defense. And that's when you get some of these really impressive scores. Michael Porter tonight returned and played really well. I thought that the the plus one, plus minus that he had tonight, I don't think that necessarily does it justice for how well he played. It wasn't perfect. Nobody's ever going to ask him to be perfect. Had an air ball tonight when Jeremy Grant got a hand up in his face on a three. But he still went 18 points in 27 minutes, 7 of 13 from the field, 2 of 6 from 3, 2 of 3 from the line, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal, and was just a positive force. He was a positive player tonight. And it wasn't hard. It wasn't a it wasn't a situation where he was really having to work hard for some of those looks. It was just, hey, I'm going to space the floor. If I'm open, I'm going to shoot it. Hey, I'm going to cut. If I'm open, I'm going to shoot it. Hey, I'm going to run the fast break. He passed over ahead to KCP in the corner. Really nice touch pass on the move from him. And he continues to find ways to be impactful in different facets other than just scoring. And that's a really, really exciting thing. The numbers don't necessarily jump off the page in terms of other stuff, but I really do genuinely feel like this was an all-around good game from Michael Porter, which is just such an exciting thing for this Nuggets team as they try to find balance between offense and defense. If Michael Porter can do it, and he did tonight, he had some really good contests on Damian Lillard, had some defensive rebounds, had a steal, and just overall, when he's contesting at 6'10 and not fouling, he's usually pretty good, usually doing some good things. So if he can do it, uh, a noted previous sieve, on the defensive end, then there should be zero excuse for anybody else on the team to not give full 100% defensive effort and play hard. And so I'm glad that Porter is really taking this upon himself to become better because he has been better and he has been just really good this season when healthy. So he'll make even more threes tonight. He only went two of six from three. But if he makes three of six and he's 21, five and two, and has shot 50% from three, 
man, that's just such a great third best player to have on your team. And we haven't even gotten to Aaron Gordon, who had some really great plays tonight too. He wasn't necessarily as involved as I think maybe he would have been in previous years or in in previous games without Porter, without Murray at times. But Gordon tonight, 13 points, 6 of 9 from the field, 32 minutes. The 32 minutes is good. He probably needs to be above 30 every single game. Sometimes he isn't. Uh, Six rebounds, one assist, one block. Had a really nice and one in the first half when kind of he, I think uh, Joker got his third foul right before halftime. And Aaron Gordon gets this block on the defensive end, helping on Damian Lillard, who gets by his man and tries to throw up a floater there. Gordon blocks it at the apex. I'm not sure if it was a, if it was a goaltender or not. There were a lot of Blazers fans that, and Blazers folks that were very unhappy about that play. But Gordon gets the block. Comes down with it, dribbles at the length of the court, a contested dribble, gets all the way to the rack and gets an and one off of some really nice moves. He's had some really good footwork plays and, and is just such a great driver and great cutter in situations like tonight where Murray's diming, Jokic is diming, Porter spacing, KCP spacing. Everything with that starting group sort of worked the way that it's supposed to. And Gordon was absolutely a beneficiary of that. 13 points on nine shots, and he didn't have a couple of free throws. Like he could have had 15 points on nine shots and not really broken a sweat. This was a really good performance from him, and he deserves plenty of credit for this team just kind of assimilating into what they're supposed to be when the starting group is out there. And then KCP, 14 points, 34 minutes. 5 of 8 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3. Had some great defensive possessions, whether it was against Lillard. He actually started the game on Simons. And I noted this in the previous podcast that, hey, stopping Simons from getting going makes the Blazers so much more limited in general. They're actually really good, the Blazers are, when Dame isn't necessarily getting up a whole bunch of shots. When Simons is getting action when Jeremy Grant is getting shots to go in, when those guys are performing well, you know that Dame is going to get his most of the time, especially when the team needs it. But in the meantime, you need Simons and you need Jeremy Grant to kind of carry you throughout the game. Those guys couldn't do it with the second unit. And uh, KCP was also a big part of that when the starters were out there. KCP starts on Simons and just locks him up. 14 points, 6 of 22 from the field, 1 of 10 from 3. For Simons, really impressive performance from KCP on the defensive end, and Bruce Brown's also going to get a nod here real soon. But this is the vision. This is what you want to see. This is what Nuggets fans have been dreaming of, frankly. In games like these where, yeah, it was contested at various points, but Denver really asserted themselves and proved that they're in a different class than this Blazers team that came in and I think views Denver as a rival. Not sure if Denver views them the same way anymore. At least it's how it feels. So really impressive stuff from the starters. Let's take a break. When we come back, we are going to go over the bench lineup and a new bench group, or maybe a returning bench group that I think is pretty interesting. We'll be right back.
right, folks, we're back. Pickaxe and roll. Ryan Blackburn here. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. I want to tell you a little bit about Superbook Sports because Christmas Day games are upon us this NBA season. And Superbook Sports is bringing you daily odds and lines and everything that you need to to bet on the five game slate that the NBA is putting on this year. You've got the uh, Philadelphia 76ers and New York Knicks. You have the Los Angeles Lakers and Dallas Mavericks. You've got the Boston Celtics and Milwaukee Bucks. You've got the Golden State Warriors and Memphis Grizzlies. And then you've got your Denver Nuggets playing the nightcap against the Phoenix Suns. Superbook is bringing Vegas-style wagering. They will let you match 100% of your first bet up to $1,000, no matter if that bet wins or loses. Superbook will match that no matter what. So make sure to sign up, go visit superbook.com, download the Superbook Colorado app right now and start getting in on all of the action. Visit superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. All right, we're back. Let us discuss this bench unit and let us discuss what I think is an interesting dilemma that the Nuggets face right now. It's that they're healthy. It's that, hey, Man, Christian Brown is playing really well, just started this last game, had a really, really nice performance, deserves playing time. There's no doubt about that. And yet he didn't play. And why didn't he play? Well, the Nuggets have also committed that they need to have a starter with that bench unit at all times. And so Jamal Murray, who played 39 minutes tonight, and that seems like probably too much, and that could probably be dialed back for sure, but he played 39. And the bench unit of Bones Highland, Jamal Murray, Bruce Brown, Jeff Green, and Zeke Naji, that makes sense. Bruce Brown been spending a lot of time in that starting group over the course of these last few weeks while Michael Porter has been recovering. I think people forgot that if you stagger a starter, it's going to be harder for Christian Brown to get on the floor. Now, maybe eventually Michael Porter goes back to being that staggered guy and they play Michael Porter instead of Jeff Green, or Michael Porter instead of Zeke Naji. And then you can play a lineup that includes Bones, Bruce Brown, or Christian Brown, or and Christian Brown. But until then, Christian Brown's probably not necessarily going to play, and that's going to make a lot of people mad. It's going to make a lot of people frustrated, given how well he played. But I'm just here to tell you that this is the process for a rookie. This is the process for the 10th man in a nine-man rotation. That's just how this works. Maybe it's Bones that he takes over for, and Bruce Brown and Jamal Murray kind of share that backcourt duty while they add another defender to the court. But honestly, with the way that Denver's bench played tonight, I'm not going to argue it. I'm just not. I feel you play the guys that are putting you in position to succeed, and everybody was a positive tonight. So I'm gonna I'm gonna run with it. Denver's bench tonight, as I mentioned, Bones, Jamal Murray, Bruce Brown, Jeff Green, Zeke Naji. Let's start with Bones. Seven points tonight, plus five, 16 minutes, only attempted five shots. It's pretty interesting tonight that Jamal Murray really was the guy handling the rock with that second unit. It felt like they kind of changed roles a little bit. And Bones was more of an off-ball guy. 
Whereas when Jamal had been staggering with the bench previously, he had kind of been that off-ball guy and Bones had been the, the main driver of what they were trying to do. And so Jamal tonight has a really good game. Maybe that played a part in it. Maybe they just didn't want him to cool down. And he has 25 points and 12 assists. Bones has seven points and one assist. It didn't feel like he played bad, but it didn't feel like he played much better either. He had one three and gets credit for that for sure. Had another two-pointer. Got to the free throw line a couple times. Did have three rebounds and deserves credit for that. And I thought, tried on defense. Like, there's only so much he can do most of the time. And he got a steal. That's good. He is going to be the weak point a lot of the time. And anytime he's really switched out onto various players, like a Keon Johnson, who's pretty athletic, just didn't really have the size to match up with a player like that. That's okay. He's just got to battle. He's just got to know that and consistently battle. And I think he's trying. I think he does. But with the way that Denver played, they switched a lot. And sometimes Bones was put into a compromised position, but against the Blazers, and they're kind of injured right now, like Nasir Little didn't play. Gary Payton's still not out there. They probably are missing a couple of other guys that I'm forgetting. But it sort of felt like Denver could get away with that against the Blazers tonight, where sure, if Jeremy Grant's out there, then you uh, make sure to guard him. And Anthony Simons was staggering at times too, but the bench that played for Portland tonight included Drew Eubanks, Trendon Watford, Keon Johnson, and Shaden Sharp. Sharp played just 14 minutes and was a minus 14 during that time. And Denver was able to get away with that against this group. I don't know what it's going to look like in future nights, but it's nice to see Denver get some traction with that bench group. Uh, Bones didn't necessarily shoot a ton. Jamal did and probably earned it for sure. Bruce Brown played pretty well tonight on both ends of the floor. Nine points, four assists, three rebounds, one steal, one block. The one block that he had was on Anthony Simons, and oh boy, that was really impressive. It was in transition defense. Simons looks ahead, and he's got Zeke Naji on him on an island. And Zeke does a really great job of defending without fouling. He kind of gave up the baseline a little bit, but there is just not a lot of room that you can give are not a lot of wiggle room that you have when defending a guy who has a straight downhill at you without any player behind you. But lo and behold, Bruce Brown is chasing it down. And he just eviscerates this ball when it goes up to try to be a layup. And Anthony Simons had no idea that Bruce Brown was there, or at least didn't act like it. And that was cool. That was a cool moment for Denver. Because you get to see a couple of guys shine in ways that you know that they can. Zeke Naji had some really great defensive possessions tonight. Switching on to whether it was Anthony Simons or had one where he switched on to Damian Lillard. Had a couple where uh, he's just guarding in space, guarding in the pick and roll. And then he's boxing out. He doesn't grab a lot of rebounds. And maybe this was one of the reasons why the Blazers had the success that they did on the boards. Now they missed more shots, that's for sure. But it sort of felt like Denver had opportunities. What am I saying? Uh, Zeke Naji was good. Like let's 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 be clear. Zeke Naji was good. He barely registered any numbers, but he had three points, one of one from the field on a nice alley oop. By the way, 
That was a really, really good alley-oop play between Murray and Zeke Naji, where those guys are kind of running a secondary action in the middle of the floor. And Zeke rolls right to the rim. And Jamal threw the lob. And I thought it was too high, honestly. And Zeke goes up and gets it. It's probably the highest I've ever seen him jump, where he grabs the ball at its apex and throws it down on the right side of the rim. And that was really impressive. It's one of those plays that you expect uh, DeAndre Jordan to make, who has this, this natural athleticism. Zeke Naji, it's never felt like natural. It's never felt like a, a thing that he's supposed to do. With them, he's always trying. And he tried, and he got up for that and deserves a lot of credit for that. Had a couple of other plays that weren't necessarily great. Had a foul. Uh, not a great call. Had a turnover that went through his hands. But overall, really good minutes once again in a configuration that they didn't necessarily need anybody bigger. So you might as well play Zeke Naji, And then you play Jeff Green next to him. Pretty low usage night for Jeff Green as well. 16 minutes, two points, one shot, two rebounds. The one shot that he did have, I don't know if it was Murray who passed it to him. I think it was. I think it was Murray who passed it to him and set him up for a dunk. Murray was really setting people up tonight. It was very impressive. I like he had one pass to uh to Bruce Brown that was very flashy. And it was nice to see that group really flourish together. Where the balance of it was a little bit better in terms of shot distribution, in terms of who touched the ball. Bruce four assists for him tonight. Bones only had one but had some other shot opportunities and created some shots for himself and others. And you can feel that lineup was just a little bit more competent. And one of the reasons being is that Bruce Brown's been a starter for a while. And Jamal Murray, when he's playing this, like like this, he's a very competent player and very calming in terms of how the team is supposed to run. So you have those two. You have some volatility in Bones, who can do some good things, but also some bad. Hopefully tries to balance it out. And then you've got Jeff Green and Zeke Nagy, who are just kind of there to do the dirty work, where they're screening, they're rolling, they're spacing, they're rebounding, things like that. And you've got a pretty good group. Now, could it be better? Could they mix in Michael Porter a little bit? Bones did go down and looked like he hurt his face, looked like he got cut open a little bit. We didn't really get a great uh, answer to that question when we asked Michael Malone. But it does seem like Bones is okay. When he went out, Michael Porter came in for him. They actually played Michael Porter, Jeff Green, and Zeke Nagy all together for a brief stretch. I thought that was fine. Nothing wrong with it. Sort of feels like Denver can run some interesting stuff when Murray is out there along with Porter. And then Bruce Brown is the guy who handles. There was a play where they ran ATO where... Murray and Porter were both coming off of different screens at basically the same time. And the defense is probably like, what the hell? How are we supposed to deal with this? And it's so true. that When Jokic is setting those guys up, there's probably going to be an open shot that's generated. I'm not sure if it generated an open look this time. Actually, no, I think that was the Zeke Nagy free throw. So really good stuff from that bench unit. They were all positive. And that's all you ask for. On these nights, you do not have to be a plus 12. You do not have to be a plus 20. There ain't anything wrong with that. Just don't be a negative 12. And 
if it's better, like it's better to be positive than it's to be negative. And they've had so many negative stints lately that it's nice to see them going the other direction against a good team. Now, again, Blazers were a little bit hamstrung there at the end of a road trip, probably not playing their best basketball right now. But Denver took care of business and the bench was absolutely a part of that. So props all around, really liked what I saw. This was a very good win. Denver gets to 20 wins. They're tied for the most wins in the conference with both the Memphis Grizzlies and New Orleans Pelicans. And I think there's some tiers starting to form, kind of the top five teams and then basically everybody else. So let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to lighten the mood a little bit. I'm going to get into the holiday spirit, not be grumpy. I'm going to tell everybody what I'm thankful for, for this Nuggets team. We'll be right back. back final segment pickaxe and roll thank you so much everybody for tuning in let's wrap this one up by doing some holiday spirit things holidays are in whether you celebrate christmas or not uh, i hope everybody has a happy holiday season i know that this is a good time for some bad time for others uh just know that i'm here i'm always doing this podcast and really appreciate everybody that helps get involved with me try to spread the love and I hope everybody else continues to do the same. All right. Happy holidays. Let's go over the things with these nuggets that I am thankful for as we get into kind of the bulk of the season here. Denver for a while had been, I think, wavering. Not wavering. I mean, that's probably not the right word. They had been inconsistent in terms of the level of effort and the level of focus that they wanted to give from night to night. And that's fine. There's, I think, what we've found in this particular last week is that it's okay and that they have the next gear to be able to go back and play better than how they've been playing before. I'm thankful that the Nuggets are healthy again. I think that's a big part of it. The Nuggets, for all it's worth, have been struck by the injury bug over the course of this three-year stretch that they've really wanted to be the best version of themselves. And the last two years before this one were so promising with the way that Nicola was playing that sometimes you let it get you down. When that thing doesn't happen, when life doesn't really line up the way you want it to, and Murray goes down, and Michael Porter goes down, and a bunch of other guys dealing with stuff every now and then. But for the vast majority of time, Denver had to make it work with a less than whole roster. And now it's just nice to see those guys back on the court again and back on the court together where they can try to make the thing happen. They can try to do the playoff thing and the championship thing and, and taking it the distance and seeing what they can accomplish together. I want to see that more than anything else with this Nuggets group. I don't necessarily want to just trade 
Jamal Murray or Michael Porter or anything like that. I want to see what this group can do at its fully realized vision, where they are at their closest, may not be this good again. The entire NBA might not be this great again, or might not be this open again is what I mean. And so they have an opportunity here, and I'm glad that it looks like at least, knock on wood, they seem like they are healthy enough to take advantage. But we'll see. I'm thankful that Nikola Jokic is all business lately. He's been wearing these suits, and this latest one, it looked like it was some velvet material where you wrap what looks like a bathrobe around you, around the getup that he had. It looked like a one-piece, or it was two-piece, but it was the same same print. It was very, very interesting. Uh, Nikola's just taking on a life of his own in becoming the best-dressed nugget. Did not expect that. Did not see him uh, making a case for that. But he is doing his damnedest to change his perception a little bit, where he's being a little bit more businesslike, not as much of a jokester, very much more conscious of his appearance and how he is perceived and I think what his responsibilities are. And him being all business, I think, has set the tone for this Nuggets group that it's time for them to be all business too. And him being a leader like that, it's a very small thing, but it matters. All these things do. When he's a leader by example, if you see that, you know the rest of the team is going to show up the way that they did. I'm thankful that the Nuggets are kind of finally locking in defensively a bit. I want to see what this team can look like when they're trying their hardest on defense. I don't know about anybody else, but... I've wanted to see what this group of offensive players, mixed in with some defenders, can do when they commit themselves on both ends of the floor. The offense is relatively easy. It's not that hard. Everybody is going to move. Everybody's going to cut. They're going to screen. You're going to create space. And then Jokic is going to find you for a layup or a three. That's really what it comes down to. And it's not that hard. What is hard is focusing in on defense in the calendar year 2022, when the 2023 playoffs are what you're supposed to be really focusing on. But it seems like Denver's turned a corner in that regard. They're up to 24th in defense, and I don't think they're done climbing. I think that for a two-month stretch, if they are the 12th-ranked defense and the third-ranked offense then I'm going to have plenty of faith when it comes to the playoffs. And that's the most important thing. It's just finding reasons to believe in this team. They've given a couple reasons, especially lately, for why you can still believe. I'm also thankful that the Nuggets won a bunch of those close games early, where you bank some wins, maybe some that you deserved, maybe some that you didn't, and you just run out of there. Doesn't matter what it looks like. Doesn't matter how it feels. You get a win, it's all that matters. You don't get pictures, you don't get videos next to the record book. You just get the wins and losses in this case. And Denver's 20 and 11. Whether it feels like that or not, that is their record. And uh, in the words of the great, pretty sure it was Bill Parcells, you are what the record says you are. Denver is a 20 and 11 team. 
They don't have the point differential of a 20 and 11 team, but I think that they're going to start fixing that here real soon. I do think that they're on track to make that happen. I'm thankful that Jamal Murray is a bit salty post game. He was good. There were definitely some questions that he answered, and I appreciate it. I like that he, when I ask him questions, I like that he thinks about it and tries to give the best answer that he can most of the time. But he was also a little bit salty. He was also kind of addressing the media, thinking, oh, well, when I don't play, I just know you guys are going to come after me for it, and it's not anything to do with the knee. It's just because I played bad, and uh, he was just a little bit, uh, a little bit irritated based off of what I think was a negative perception in the media over the course of his last couple of weeks. I'm thankful that he has that. And the reason being that it means that that edge that Denver needs, especially when the going gets tough, it's still there. It's still there. This Nuggets team needs somebody who can really lock in like that, take offense to things, use something as motivation, and really get fired up. Whether it's big or whether it's small, just get fired up about whatever it is and use that as motivation to become the best possible level of success that you can get. That's how Murray has lived his entire life, his entire career. And he wants that enemy, I think. I think he wants somebody that can always be driving him in that right direction. And he uses this. And I have no doubt that he, like, he's not, like, there are some things that he's, it's not really for show. That's what I'm really trying to say here. He's doing this because it motivates him, because he cares about it. And whether we like it or not, whether we take offense to it or not, I'm good with it, because I know that he just wants to win. And he is tired of hearing everything about the details. He's going to find ways to win, and that's why he's such a good playoff player because he just finds a way. I'm thankful that Christian Brown so far has fit like a glove. Like I said in the second segment, he is going to play. There's no doubt about it. I know he didn't play tonight. Michael Malone is still playing around with rotations. He's still staggering Jamal. And whether that happens or not, maybe he gets Jeff Green a night off or here or there. Maybe Zeke Naji goes out and they play a really small lineup. Maybe they decide, hey, we're going to play him instead of Bones, or maybe it's instead of Bruce. Maybe Bruce gets a night off. He's played a whole bunch of games so far. I think that Christian Brown is fit like a glove. He is a player that's very versatile, that is very malleable to whatever the situation is, and he is going to do his job. And that is such an important thing from a rookie. He hasn't made mistakes, or if he has made mistakes, he's made them playing 100%, not being tentative, not being scared. And that's what you want. You want somebody who's going to go out there with the confidence that they are going to be very good. And then it's up to the coaches and the players around them to continue to provide a little bit more leash here and there as he continues to earn it. And he has. He's been very good. I'm thankful that Jeff Green can still get up higher than just about anyone else on the team, maybe except Aaron Gordon. But good God, can Jeff Green still get up? He had another dunk today that was just glorious. Just a really strong, cutting, one-handed hammer. And he finds the way to get up for a lot of these possessions. And it gets the crowd rocking. Everybody can sense it. It's one of the best reasons to be in the Nuggets crowd, being a Nuggets fan at Ball Arena. 
because you know that Jeff Green has the possibility to detonate at any given moment. This last game against Memphis, that was an all-timer. That was one of his best dunks of his career, and he's still doing it at age 36 or however old he is. It's pretty incredible. I'm thankful that KCP and Bruce Brown finding their defensive stride finally. It sort of felt like they were a little bit tentative, maybe not as aggressive as they probably could be. There were some times where they definitely had some things going for them, but as the Nuggets have continued to lock in a little bit, the communication has been better, at least according to the players, and everybody seems to have a better understanding of what their responsibilities are. And that helps when you're playing with guys like KCP and Bruce Brown, who are very skilled defenders. They are not just guys who are tryhards. They are not just guys who are trying to take charges all the time, trying to flop here everywhere. They are trying to get into people and play real defense. And that's an exciting thing because KCP, they need that. They need his playmaking ability on the defensive end. They need Bruce Brown to get a chase down block here or there to really body somebody up and to take offense when somebody tries to go at him, whether it's in isolation or the post. He can do that, and he has done that lately. This is a good step in the right direction for Denver's defense. Those guys are the head of the snake, I think. I'm thankful that Michael Malone has been willing to try new things. He got into a habit of playing DeAndre Jordan and Jeff Green. Now he's playing Zeke Naji in games where Zeke Naji has been pretty good. Hasn't been bad. And though it's very small minutes, and he probably needs to be able to play more minutes given that Nikola Jokic is playing as many as he is lately, which is like 36, 37, 38 minutes a night, Zeke has to find ways to continue to be better. But Michael Malone giving him some things to, to trust him with is really good. It's a really tough thing for a coach when you're playing as many young guys as you are. But you've got to be willing to try. Because the best thing that you can do going into a playoffs, is know that you've tried a whole bunch of shit and are willing to go in crazy directions when the situation calls for it because you tried those things in the regular season. He's been able to do that. He's staggered different players with the bench unit. They've played more zone. They've mixed up their coverages defensively. They've tried a whole bunch of stuff, especially lately, to try to become the best team that they can be. And they're finding their rhythm because of it. It's been really, really cool. I'm thankful that Denver's first in the West. It comes with a little bit of a target on your back. But I do think Denver, I think they like that. I think they believe that they are the best. It's more of a quiet confidence. They're not crowing about it like Memphis is. They're not doing the thing that the Suns did last year. They aren't as arrogant as... The Golden State Warriors are, and they have every right to be as arrogant as they are. But I do think that the Nuggets know that they're going to have a target if they're first in the West. But they're still one of the quietest teams in the league in terms of trying to say, oh yeah, we are the best, come come at us. And so teams are going to, they're going to underestimate Denver, for sure. Even if they're first in the West. There's going to be underestimation. They're going to try to attack Nikola. They're going to try to do a whole bunch of crazy stuff. I don't know if it's going to work. It might. But will it work enough 
to stop Denver's offense, which just appears to be one of the best in the world, best in history? I don't know. We're going to see. Finally, I'm thankful the Phoenix Suns are coming to town. The Suns, though they are a little bit hampered right now, Devin Booker's been out due to injury. Had another couple of guys that have been out for the entire year, basically. The Suns are what started the downward spiral for Denver and for Nuggets fans. They're the team that basically gave Denver its wake-up moment of, oh crap, it is going to be hard to get past the absence of Jamal Murray, but also we still have some things to work on, still have some things to figure out. And it seems to me like the Nuggets and Suns are going in different directions. The Nuggets are finding what they're supposed to do, and the Suns are arguing with each other and getting blown out on national TV. It does feel like the Nuggets are in a better place to attack the Suns, but the Suns are still a really good team when they're healthy. And if Booker is playing, Denver's going to have their work cut out for them for sure. However, they have the capability to play this defense. They have the capability to score on anybody. And it feels to me like the Nuggets are going to continue to make a team like Phoenix sweat a little bit. I'm really excited to see what Christmas has in store. Because if they break the Suns, that would be really cool. That would be hilarious. All right. That is going to do it for this episode of Pick Action Roll, brought to you by Superbook Sports. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. I will be back after the Christmas game on Sunday night. We'll record after that. It should be very fun. Really excited to do it. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Appreciate all the love and support on the podcast. As always, talk to you guys very soon. Mm-hmm.